Welcome to the new episode of What Ails Ya. It's Brian Quain here. I uh, just want to start off with this episode is being brought to you by you. Actually, it is you, our fan base, our, our listeners. We're letting you know that we have a Patreon that's going on right now. And this is going to be where we would like you, our fans, our listeners, to be our primary sponsor. Uh, we want you to be the ones that help us go further in what we want to do. We want to be going further in more traveling, more festivals, more shirts, hoodies, stickers, uh, exclusive shirts, honestly, too. So giving to the Patreon would be amazing. Wait, what did I just say? Patreon? That's right. That's how we're doing all this. We have a Patreon. And what is Patreon? Patreon is a website that allows you, the fan base, to say, hey, I want to donate to these guys. A monthly subscription to where we give you exclusive content all the time. So we meet a lot of brewers, and that's what the whole podcast is about, right? Brewers, 90% of it is about the brewers, and then now we're meeting bands that start doing more in the beer industry and start to do more with beer, who love beer. But we want to do exclusive content with people in the industry, uh, more or less meeting. We're being asked to come out a lot more now, and it's meaning that we have a lot more traveling to do. We have a video crew now. So you guys are our primary sponsor. Go to patreon.com slash whatailsyeah. This is going to give you an insight and overview of what we're asking for and what we're going to give back to you. So we're really excited about that. And we want to give all our thanks to our new supporters at the end of this episode. We're going to say, hey, also, don't forget, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything that's there. All right, guys, check it out. Patreon.com slash what ails you. Also, uh, it's time to meet our brewer, our brewery. Let's go in. All right. Thanks, guys. from the What Ails You studio from downtown Orlando. Actually, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, my studio in, in, my, in my house. Uh, guys, Brian Quain here. Uh, going to New Smyrna Brewing today. Going to meet up with Chris Coyle. Uh, good guy. Excellent guy. Been to the brewery once before. He wasn't there. He was vacationing. And that is awesome that a brewer gets to vacation. Um, it's funny. There's vacations out there, and now uh, going on vacation usually to us means there's new beers to be tried and, and new people to talk to. So we did that when we went to Portland, and now since we've been back, we're going from one beach on the other side of the coast to New Smyrna Beach, which we haven't been to. So let's let's discuss this. If you're listening from out of state, obviously you've been hearing a lot of the beaches. Uh, talking to Playa Linda, uh, we talked to Intracoastal. Uh, Bug Nutty. So a lot of these places are right there off the water. And now today, doing the same thing. Uh, when Paul and I, good buddy of mine, uh, he's going to go with me today again because we loved it out there. It was just a really good brewery. And I get a good vibe when Paul goes with me. We did Atlantic Beach two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it was just a really cool vibe. And it's just awesome to get to know these beaches and what's going on out there. And and this is one that when, when we went there last time, probably in January, just to have a beer or two uh, and kind of see what the vibe was there. It was just an, a beautiful, beautiful brewery, tap room, and we loved it. We loved it. So, and we obviously we knew we were going to interview them anyway. It's what ails you. It's a Florida brewery, so we want to get to know the brewer. And so we are. We're heading there today and meeting Chris and getting to know what is New Smyrna Beach because there's not much going on out there when it comes to to what we would say as, and I'm not saying culture wise, but. Sometimes when I do my research, I like to find out who was born there, what was going on there. And there's one of my heroes that was definitely born there. And I have to bring it up in this. And uh, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, He has to know. He definitely has to know that this gentleman is from 
from uh, New Smyrna. I had no idea, and I never really thought to bring up this gentleman to see if where he was born and 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 raised. And you know, when I when I dressed up like him for Halloween, it was the day I met Jillian Stewart, who is now Jillian Quain. I was him for Halloween, and so let's find out who that is, because I'm sure that Chris is gonna be like, yeah, that's our claim to fame. That is New Smyrna, but. I've only done Canal Street on New Smyrna, so Paul and I are gonna do some uh, walking around, driving around, see what the, the, the water's like, and maybe some Pokemon Go. Um, so, yeah, let's check it out. Let's go over there. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go. So, what happened this week? So, lightning struck the brewery? Like, full-on struck Last the brewery? Wednesday, I don't know if it struck directly the brewery. Yeah, um, yeah. But it hit somewhere on this corner because a lot of the other businesses um, had some breakers pop, and everyone that was in their business was pretty shocked. Uh, not literally shocked, but just like, what just happened? I was that the was... one that got shocked. <laughs> I was actually cleaning our mug club tap line. Really? Holding onto the plastic part of the handle. I mean, it was a torrential downpour. Wasn't thinking anything of it, wearing my rubber boots. And uh, at, I mean, in a millisecond, I heard the super loud pop flash and an arc went from the faucet to my hand. And I got lit. I mean, I've been electrocuted by an outlet once or twice and this was nothing like I've ever experienced Holy before. cow. And my arm for about 24 hours was tingling. Holy and I shit, really? I was sore from my whole left shoulder down. I was extremely sore like I had worked out of the gym. That is crazy. Um, so, during that storm, it also fried all of our temperature controllers on our tanks. And I was literally leaving in one hour to go on vacation in North Carolina to go mountain biking. So really? It was just a really good way to send off getting shocked having equipment get damaged and like I'm leaving in one hour to go on vacation. Now I have fermenters that won't chill. <laughs> so you are that though. You, you, you dig nature. Like you, you like outdoors. adventure outdoors. Yes. Uh, you did, I, I think I heard overheard at the bar as we do when we, we come to a brewery, uh, you were, what was it? Mountain climbing. You were rock climbing mountain a few biking. months. You were mountain biking mountain a few biking. months ago though. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. a few months ago in March, let's see, I was out skiing. Okay, skiing. Skiing with some of my friends. Yeah, yeah. I, we heard about that. It was yeah. like, because we came in and we're like, hey, is the head brewer in? Da, 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 kind of getting to know the place. And they're like, no, yeah, no, Utah or so, Colorado yeah. or something. Utah, Utah, yeah. And we're like, oh, shit. Like, he gets time to do this. I was like, that's awesome. That is awesome, though, man. Um, I need to start doing more of that. I need to. I love nature. I love yeah. it. We were just in Oregon. Uh, my wife and I, we go out all the time and we do dig nature a lot. But a lot of getting on a bike. Um, I want to get more adventurous. Let's just say right. that. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh, you look very young, though, as a co like an owner and head brewer. How old are you, if you don't want me asking? 33. Yes. And you've been, so, and New Smyrna now is going on its five-year? New Smyrna Beach Brewing Company, we're over four and a half years old. Okay, so four yeah. and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was like 2013. Yep. You started out. So yep. let's get from the beginning, as yeah. we usually do. Uh, where are you from? Where, where's Chris so born from? I was born in Las Vegas. Okay. And then lived in Utah and then Northern Florida. And then I've been in New Smyrna Beach for 18 years. Okay. Now. So born in Vegas. Yep. Is that who you went to go visit? You had some friends, but did you go, is family Utah, still out there? Just friends. Okay. Close so, friends. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I miss the mountains dearly. I yeah. love the beach in Florida, but I really miss the mountains and skiing yeah. and mountain biking and all that kind of stuff. So I try and make a point once a year to go out, at yeah. least once a year to go out and visit my friends and do those activities. That's awesome. So. My mom should not listen to this episode because she'll be like, see, uh, still to this <laughs> day, my wife is not, we've been together for seven years. 
she has still not been to Vegas. Now, my mom and my sister, oh, my sister just flew in today to Orlando. I got to remember to text her. Um, she, they live in Vegas, and they've been there for about somewhere close to 20 years. Jillian has still never been to Vegas. So I get yelled at. I get yelled <laughs> at by the family. Uh, Vegas is, is interesting to me. Um, I'm not a gambler by any means, as I look over there. And uh, he's the gambler, um, not, not Kenny Rogers. And uh, for me, not much of a gambler. Uh, didn't drink then. Like, like, there was no beer involved. And really, nobody thought there was a craft brewing scene out there. Now there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, with, between you have Tahoe and... Uh, and is that right? No, no. Reno. 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 You have Reno yeah. and uh, Las Vegas. You have, a, I think now it's 30, 32 breweries, yep. like divided in half in both sections. Um, but how long did you live in Vegas? How long were you there? Uh, I don't remember it. So okay. I think, so, I think I was literally born there. And when I was like two years old, my parents moved to Utah. Okay. Um, and I think we spent about seven years in Utah. And what was in Utah? Just work for dad, yep. mom? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to change a pace, get out of the desert. Uh, went to an alpine desert i suppose from vegas to, okay. to utah so yeah. we park city so we lived there for seven years nice. um, okay and my dad's work took us to north florida so uh so i guess every january you'd see a lot of people come in for two weeks for for uh sundance slam dance and it was like oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a little chaotic yeah. <laughs> and it is it is uh it is a very chaotic uh 10 days if you could spend the money and do 10 days there usually it's like four days for filmmakers is still a lot of money to go yeah. out there oh my god yeah uh sundance is intense it is intense so then you moved here um yes. When did you move here? When did you move to... I moved to, to New Smyrna Beach in 2000. 2000. Yep. Moved here uh, for the surf. I was actually a competitive surfer, and New Smyrna Beach is one of the most competitive, or I mean, um, consistent surf breaks on the East Coast. Uh, we were constantly coming down here for competitions. Okay. And we were traveling from Fernandina Beach uh, and all over the state and even up into the Carolinas. And I loved New Smyrna, and I convinced my parents. I mean, at that time, I was That's still, okay. I, I was like my parents. 16 awesome. years old, living at home. You know, I was like, let's move to New Smyrna. Uh, and they loved the town, too. So that's how we ended up here. So you did the research. Like, you're in high school, though. Right. You're in high school convincing yep. your parents that, hey, I, I, this is something I want to do. I want to yep. surf. Now, the beach right here. So yep. this is our first episode in New Smyrna. Uh, we have been hitting the East Coast a lot lately. And the last one, our last one was uh, Atlantic Beach. Right. So brewing. So here we are. Uh, how is how are the waves here still? Are they? They're still, still really good. And so you still the surf. Inlet, yeah, I still I don't surf as much. The brewery consumes a lot of my time, yes, and I have a 16 month old son. So oh, congratulations! That also takes a lot yeah. of time, but he's been out on the longboard with me. Uh, but the surf still is very good here. Um, the inlet, the way the sandbars and the channels are, and just are the way the direction we face, it really captures the swell, especially in the summer. Um, when everywhere else is Lake Atlantic, we'll have a little bump that you can go surf at the inlets. That's awesome. Still really good surf around here. I got to tell Tobias. He, so, yeah, so um, before we even turned the microphones on, we were talking about kind of just like the whole surfing thing that, uh, that they're two of our, we have people that just kind of join us, help us out. And Tobias is one that's really been there since day one. And he is so into surfing and kind of like getting his daughter into it. So he's getting yeah. her into it. How fun is that, though? How fun is it to see them light up in the water? It's, uh, you know, I mean, for a while when I was starting. 16 months, but. Yeah, well, he still, he loves the beach and he loves the water. Awesome. So it, that's very easy. I mean, when I was, when my wife and I were starting this brewery, you know, we were so hyper-focused on getting it going 
um, we were here seven days a week, you know, really, yeah. really just trying to make it happen. And we kind of forgot about why we live here, the beach. Yeah. Um, so having him and he, you know, my son CJ loves the beach, loves running around, digging in it, playing in the tide pools. And it's kind of given me, you know, rejuvenated my love for the beach. Now nice. I'm back going to the beach because he loves it. I'm sharing the experience. And uh, yeah, recently I threw his life jacket on him, put him on the front of the longboard, pushed off on some waves, picked him up and we cruised and he absolutely loved Dude, that's it. That's awesome. So I'm back in the water. Uh, he, he's really helped me get back out there. So work-life balance. Are there any uh, co-owners here with you? So or? it's just my wife and I. Okay, so just you and your yeah. wife. And my wife works a full-time job <laughs> on top of helping yeah. me with the brewery. That's uh, awesome, though. So I mean, it is just still us. Yeah. And then any assistant brewers that we should say hello to? Anybody so helping you out with it? Actually, Caroline, who started with us, uh, I believe, almost two years ago, she runs our social media. She started as a bartender, and she showed a lot of interest in learning what was going on in the back back of the house so yeah. for the past six months now i've been training her to be a seller woman so okay so she comes in she'll be actually in here in a little bit cleaning kegs she cleans the fermenters uh transfers she does all the seller work and helps me brew that's good so um she's a quick quick learner and her help is definitely uh giving me some more free time and i kind of like the fact that when you look at not just florida we're talking the craft like the whole uh brewing scene out there uh it is very male dominated but I like that here you are, it's you and two women and here. It's just awesome yeah. that it's balanced between you and Caroline, but also your wife's here. Yep. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good story as well of a lot of female brewers are happening right now. Uh, you see the Pink Boots Society happening, yep. you know, Gainesville. I know uh, some brewers there. I know Sarah down at Wops Hops. Uh, you got plenty, not plenty, but plenty to say there's more down in the South Florida, Fort yeah. Lauderdale, Miami Beach going on down there. Uh, I love seeing a lot more of this equality happening yeah. in, in the brewing. And that's awesome that you do have somebody oh, like yeah. that. And that's good. So shout out to Caroline. I think yeah, that's definitely. great. So where'd she come from then? Was she always living um, here? She, I believe she was born just west of here, Deltona to land. I should probably know that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she, yeah. uh, she was pretty much raised here on the beach. I thought they were the same thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Talk, like, honestly, <laughs> and they're probably going to kill me. Like, like, I'm sure right now you could hear Central 28 going, really? He had no idea. But I really, the land to me, oh, wait, that's the berry. Oh, yeah, I'm getting yelled at then. Yeah. I am going to get yelled at because, yeah, it's just. Uh, now, for this is completely new to me, but I love this street that we have right here. So this is yeah. this is Canal That's, that you're yeah. that you're on. Um, and it doesn't seem to me. I, I was feeling like we're coming into New Smyrna. Is it going to be an older crowd? As it's 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 going to be because I, I, I guarantee that we're going to see snowbirds. Maybe maybe oh, a percentage yeah. of snowbirds, right? But also an older community. Uh, how is that? How is this community? accepting a brewery for four and a half years here uh they've accepted us very well I, good. I, i'm good flattered at the support that we've been given from day one good um we have a very diverse demographic we have everyone from 21 years old enjoying our beers all the way up to uh, i want to say i met a gentleman that was in his early 90s nice. still drinking craft beer. nice um so we have a, a very wide demographic um you know we're in the historic downtown area okay. this used to be the main thoroughfare to get over to Beachside. Okay. And then years ago, I believe it was in the 70s or something like that, they built the South Causeway, which we can actually see the yeah, start of it so right there. Yeah, so that's right there. Okay. So yeah. that kind of, from a lot of people coming to visit New Smyrna, they pretty much bypass us. Okay. So there's okay. two competing uh, areas to hang out. You that's got Flagler so cool. Avenue. Okay. And then the historic downtown Canal Street area. That so is so cool. So what we're seeing is a lot of the locals are kind of getting burned out on the tourists and the hustle and bustle of Flagler Avenue. 
uh, and they're coming over here and relaxing and enjoying the cuisine that we have. Yeah, you got coming Yellow Dog other, Eats. Yep, and a lot of good That's restaurants. That's so cool. Yeah. Excellent barbecue. Like Very good. right next door to you. And exactly. I think that is so awesome. Yeah. And I have to do a shout out like that. So if you are oh, coming yeah. to Smyrna for, for us in Orlando, it took us what? About, I think an hour and five minutes, hour and 10 minutes Should maybe. Be, yeah. Yeah. And easy drive. And yeah, you do, you have the water right here. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a perfect timing also for this episode to come out based on it's the summertime. While we're recording this, it's the first day of summer. I didn't know this was a holiday. People made a big deal, but welcome <laughs> to Facebook. And um, But yeah, I, I love the vibe of this. I love the vibe. Everything looks historical. It just feels like the beginning of a 80s movie where everybody's like walking out of their places. It's historic. It looks historic. Yeah. It just has that vibe. Uh, and I think the population in this city is only in the 20,000s, 22, yeah. Yeah, something like that. We're, yeah, we're, we're above. I mean, I don't remember the last census, but yeah, we were in the middle 20s, 20s 20, now. But I yeah. mean, give it another two years and that's probably going to be in it's the gonna go 30s. up. Uh, okay. A lot of development around here. Okay. It's, it's exploding. So that's good for you. That's excellent for you. Uh, because I even was saying on the way here, if you get 5% of that to just be a regular base, you might have to open up another brewery or, yeah. you know, so hearing that this, this, this kind of, this town is accepting to the beer. Now looking at your list, uh, I'm not saying you're making beers, beers towards them, but you're making traditionals that I love. And I know yeah. we have some beers that are sitting in front of us that are Hefeweizen's like, that's awesome. Yeah. You're, I think palates are very acceptable to that, but do you like to kind of twist the game do you like to say here try maybe a double ipa what are some of the yes. beers that you try to push on them yeah so recently i mean we've we had to kind of build up a lot of our client base mm -hmm. a lot of them would come in and go you have anything close to a bud light yeah uh, always so we have our cream ale which is our gateway drug so that's our light easy drinking beer yeah that gets people going and i mean we have customers that came in on the first week we were open enjoyed the cream ale and now they're like they're ready to challenge their palate they're into the stouts, the double Good. IPAs, beers they had never ever drank before. So yes, we keep a lot of our core, easy drinking beers. I mean, we're a beach town, it's hot mm -hmm. out. You gotta have something easy to sip on. You have um, to. But a red rye, the red rye IPA, which we'll be sampling here in a little bit, that was a recipe that I wrote with a friend of mine from Utah that's actually starting a brewery out there. Nice, okay. Uh, he came one? out, wanted to, wanted to brew, so we wrote the recipe while the hot liquor was heating up and um, I really enjoy rye. Not a lot of people brew with rye. Not many, no. Um, yeah. So that was kind of something we threw out there. And a lot of our regulars and a lot of our newcomers, they really enjoy that beer. It's got kind of a malty front. Great multi-front. A little bit of a front. hoppy finish, and then you get the spice from the rye. And what is the ABV on it? 6.7. Like, yeah, this is so still very balanced, man, for 6.7. I was expecting like an 8 point. Like once it touches the lips, you're like, yeah. okay. But no, yeah. this is really balanced and so very uh, flavor forward too. Yeah, it's so really... we throw that one out there. I mean, we recently started uh, barrel aging, so we have a barrel okay. aged double brown ale out that um, a lot of people have really started to enjoy. Um, oh, have... so that's already been out. Out. Yeah, okay, that's great. out now. Currently. Okay. Good. Um, we also have our first sour fermenting in the white wine barrels. We did a back. kettle sour <laughs> that I wasn't happy with at all. Okay. And Many I've been researching <laughs> sour styles. Like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I want to. Mm -hmm. I want to make a true sour beer. So that's been sitting in those white wine barrels now for um, two months. We'll let it sit another month and a half, and yeah. then we'll, we'll uh, bottle condition. Think about it. Um, there, a lot is happening now going down in uh, the Orlando area, even Tampa. And I know a lot of these breweries want to start doing kettle sours or fermenting. Yeah. And, and definitely, I know they're, everybody's kind of learning at the same time. I think everybody should just start opening the door saying, hey, let's do two days here to try it there and two days there and see what you guys learn. Because it's 
exciting to the fact that we're learning, everybody's learning and making great sours. Yeah. Like the whole fermenting scene. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday where he's from Wisconsin and we're just going over some of the beers out there. New Glarus obviously being one of the biggest ones. And oh yeah, clean beer, clean beer, clean beer. And when uh, we were talking about my favorite, and I'm actually kind of wearing, I think I'm, I am wearing a Madison, Wisconsin shirt right now. We talked about one barrel. And when I said, all right, so he's like, I have a favorite brewery. I'm like, oh, what is it? And, he go, and I go, I have mine in Madison, Wisconsin. We go three, two, one, and we both go, Funk Factory. And it blew my mind <laughs> because here's this guy in his 60s who is saying he's now getting into the whole idea of sours and yeah. funky beer, and it's just bring it in. And I like the fact that you're saying it's in a wine barrel. Yep. Love my wine. Yep. I love my wine. What kind of wine was it? It's a white wine. Uh, I'm not exactly sure okay. what was in him before. I, I think it was a Chardonnay. Um, they weren't actually stamped. They were oh, just, no. They just have the brand from France. Okay. Uh, they didn't come with any kind of label on them. Which is even them. better. <laughs> they were freshly dumped. That's you know, awesome. Relatively freshly dumped. Um, I, you know, popped the bungs out of them. They smelled really good. That's awesome. And we filled them immediately, pitched a, a Saison strain yeast as the primary. And then a day later, we did the Lactobacillus, Pediococcus, and Britonomyces. Dude, so I'm excited. I will uh, definitely be here for that. It's getting funky. <laughs> good, good. I like that. And what are you running on here? So we talked a little bit about the, about the barrels, but let's talk about the tanks. So what are, sure. we run, what are you running here? So our goal when we expanded from our old location to here was to be 100% American-made equipment. Okay. So we are running a five-barrel steam-fired Portland Kettleworks um, system. So all of our fermenters, bright tanks, um, are from Portland Kettleworks. We have a five-barrel brew house with three 10 barrel fermenters and two five barrel fermenters. Yeah, and it's a really, so. I love how everything was placed perfectly. Yeah. It's an interesting perfectly. building. It's kind of like a bowling alley. You know, it's very narrow, but <laughs> yeah. kind of deep. Yeah. And after our old spot, you know, we had the open concept. I loved it. People enjoyed it. They felt like they were in the brewery. There was no need to go on a special tour. I mean, anywhere right. you sit, here's the equipment. All of my staff's knowledgeable about the process. You can ask them any question. Awesome. You're on a tour. Good. Um, so I, I love the open concept feel, and that's how we wanted to keep it here. Um, so I'm very pleased with the way this location turned and what out. And what was the first location like? How did that feel? So the first location was actually right around the corner. It okay. was 900 square feet. Uh, it was a, we had a big L-shaped bar. You could maybe fit 25 people in there total. And we had a three-and-a-half barrel direct fired system. Uh, with we started actually with just two three and a half barrel fermenters and one three barrel bright and after our first week we were open we were out of beer and <laughs> supplementing with guest taps I mean all of yeah. our problems have been really good problems to have yeah. so we quickly turned over all that money that we had just made bought another fermenter and then uh, after our first year we added a fourth fermenter and that completely maxed out the space I mean we had our walk-in cooler I called it a, a look-in because it was six by six two high on the half barrels, three high on the six holes. And when you had to change a keg, you had to practically unload the whole, whole, oh. whole kegerator or, That's or refrigerator to, yeah. to restock it. So, but it got us to where we are because it was just my wife and I, we took our life savings to make this dream happen. Um, so, I mean, it, it, the space worked out awesome, but we, we quickly outgrew that. Um, and then in the early part of 2016, our landlord offered us this location. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, so that same landlord, and he's an Good. awesome guy. His, he's actually, his name's Michael Brewer. So <laughs> it's kind of, Doesn't that work out? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he offered us this space, which used to be um, an attorney's office, and they sublet to a couple other uh, businesses. So this building was built in 1925, I believe. Okay. And uh, it actually only used to be half as deep. And then in the 70s, they added on further. 
Man, and I wonder what it was. Yeah, it was a pool yeah. hall at some point. Okay. And okay. Then, yeah. And then they converted it into in the around '85, I believe. They converted it into office space, drop ceiling, drywall on the walls. Uh, had terrazzo floors, central hallway, and just you know offices down the center. And when we gutted it, uh, our landlord said, you know, I'm pretty sure there's some cool looking brick uh, behind yeah. the drywall. And sure enough, when we gutted it and pulled the drop ceiling out, yeah. uh, we were we were really pleased with what we found behind the walls. That's awesome. And it, the brick is brilliant. I I like even how the brick perfectly goes out, and then you have like different brick yep, on that. That's where it was added that's on. Right. Okay. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. the section that's where I figured. The section behind the taps, you know, it had collapsed, and you see like a V section. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right behind the yeah. tap wall there. So, I mean, that's I, crazy. Know, and the guy that came in to point and repair some places, he goes, You want me to pull that out and rebuild it? We're like, No, that's so yeah, it's cool. Perfect. That it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's perfect. It's, yeah. It's history. It, yeah. it definitely, that's what you want. You don't want to fix anything yeah. I love it and then you have a little skylight going on up yeah, there we so. have a couple of skylights oh okay keep those. yeah there's yep, yep. one here and two more down that way that's so awesome I love having especially when there's thunderstorms and it's raining it's really cool to get that natural oh, light in here and you just hear yeah, yeah. sounds like a drummer is on there so um, being 33 when did you start home brewing because very very young age very yeah. young age so gosh this is going back probably close to 10 years ago uh, maybe a little bit more than 10 years, started home brewing. So, I mean, part of everything that I did in life, uh, all of the adventuring, the traveling, the camping, the hiking, the mountain biking, skiing, um, especially out west, whenever we got done with those activities, you always went to the local brewery. There you go. Okay. So that's what got me into okay. it. Yeah. So that's, I mean, everywhere we went, you did the activities, you're whooped, you go to the brewery, you have a couple beers, and you're sharing the day stories with like-minded people, mm-hmm. uh, people that do the same activities with you or, or you know, just the locals. So... I was always fascinated by that lifestyle of, of being outside and then everyone just met and talked yeah. at the brewery. Um, it wasn't, you know, just somewhere to hang out and get trashed or watch TV or play arcade games. We're hanging out and talking. Yeah. And living here in New Smyrna, the activities we do here, surfing, fishing, uh, you know, there is biking and other activities. I was like, New Smyrna needs a brewery. Uh, where's the local, you know, watering hole that we all hang out and talk? So where was your closest to enjoy beer in New Smyrna? Um, a good beer, let's a be good honest. Beer. So I mean, back then there wasn't there wasn't no. really anywhere to have a good craft okay. beer. I mean, we had a place called there's actually a bar here called Merck's, and they used to do beers around the world, and they'd have a list, and and they actually carried quite a few craft beers. So that would be the go-to spot at the time yeah. to get a good craft beer. Later on, Tate and O'Brien's on Flagler Avenue opened up and he's really carrying a lot of craft beer. But at that time, there wasn't really too much. You know, we were always bringing cans or growlers home. Um, so I started home brewing, and it was more or less learning the process. I was fascinated with it. Um, I had built surfboards for 10 years, and I liked the process of manufacturing and how you take raw materials and get to your final product. So for me, home brewing was simply I just wanted to learn. It wasn't, I'm going to start a brewery. Right. So... Uh, but I quickly became obsessed with it, and you know, I started with a picnic cooler, and a kettle on a on a little um, like fryer burner, and before I knew it, my wife's car's kicked out of the garage. I have a three burner semi-automated yeah. system that runs off my computer. I'm making like 20 gallons a week, and uh, we would do free beer Friday at my house. All my oh, friends would come so over. Oh, rad. Okay. And because uh, I, I mean, it was good beer. I yeah. couldn't dump it down the drain. I wanted people to enjoy it. And I, I loved perfecting recipes, so I'd have all my friends over, and we'd call it Free Beer Friday. And uh, they'd pregame before they went out on the town, 
The thing was, <laughs> you had to give me honest feedback. You couldn't, you couldn't just good. be like, this is good. Because there's always something you can pick up. Drop out the G word. Beer. Yeah, yeah, no, another word but good. Yeah. So yeah. They, would, yeah. they would always kind of, and I'd be like, which beer do you like best? And I was really blown away. I mean, these are Bud Light drinkers. Yeah. They, you know, I was blown away at the beers that they really enjoyed. Good. That's what I really enjoyed and, and picked it out. So, long story short, uh, we, my wife and I brewed beer for two of our friends' weddings. We did the happy hour. Okay. So this is where the whole commercial thing came about. Uh, here we are with a hundred and something plus people that had no clue who we were. We're pouring mm. our beer as our gift to the bride and groom. And people are like, wow, this beer is really good. Or man, I love this, blah, blah, blah. You know, where's this beer from? We're like, oh, well, we brewed it in our garage. This yeah. is our gift to the bride and groom. You can't brew beer in your garage. Keep in mind, this is, you know, you know, five, six, seven years ago. People didn't really know home brewing, no, especially in this area. Especially yeah. in this area. Especially in this area. Uh, so, Here's 120 people saying, man, we love the beer. We ran out like that. And then throughout the night, you know, both weddings, people are like, man, I'm stuck drinking this watery crap. Are you sure you don't have anything left you could pour us? So at that point, my wife and I were like, whoa, this is really cool. Uh, I had a, jo- a sales job that I didn't like at the time. And I go, what do you think about me quitting my job? selling off some of our toys and taking our life savings and starting a brewery selling off the toys and jillian can't and, listen to this episode yeah. <laughs> and she was like uh, she was very hesitant but we did some research and she said pull the trigger she kept her job um and i we actually built the, the first brewery got everything up and going and then once we were super close uh, i quit my job and so that night was the night that the three words when you get three people saying the three words, open the brewery, yeah. it's almost like that that happens right away. It's like, yeah. all right, let's really do this. Yeah. And I think you're, you had the right place, right time. Yeah. Honestly, you're young, ambitious. What do you guys have to lose? And you have this city yeah. that you know damn well that it's going, it could work here. Yeah. And it could. Yeah. I mean, the water is right there, exactly. honestly. I think Paul plays golf, so you could probably hit a golf ball into that water from here. Oh, easy. Um, yeah, you know, so it's just kind of the water's right there. The beers are good. And do you remember the first beer that you made in the garage? What was the first one that you made? The first beer I made in the garage, I believe, was a cream ale. Okay. Yes, it was. So I, I started with one of those kits mm-hmm. with the molasses. Mm-hmm. Of course. And that, yep. that was actually the first beer that I brewed in the house. This wasn't in the garage. This was in the house. Stunk the whole place up. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and, and, and that was the first beer I brewed. And I... You know, I went to the homebrew shop, and that's what he gave me. He was like, here, this is what you want. It's like making mac and cheese. And I was like, what? All right, follow the instructions. I was like, yeah, this is not what I want. That is the first time this I've heard that. It's I like want. making mac and cheese. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you boil water, dump the crap. Yeah, in, yeah. And, uh, so I was like, this is not what I was going for. Uh, so I did one box kit and then furthered my research and started all grain. Okay. Uh, so my second batch was all grain. I believe it was like an amber ale. Uh, I still have the recipe sheet somewhere. Really? So I need to, and you kept I need them all, to, huh? I need to dig through those. You need yeah. to make that one again. I'm yeah. looking now to see where is that amber ale. No, you it's not don't. On right no, now. you don't have one. You don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's the next beer I should try? We just we did the rye. Uh, should I go lighter right now, or should I? I would suggest going lighter. Okay. Uh, let's let's try the the pilsner because that's one of two lagers that we brew here. We do okay. the the pilsner and we do our Oktoberfest. Well, this um, is this is always my. This usually is the holy shit moment for you guys, and then the my approval of the brewery to me. Yeah. Because if you can make a good pilsner, you have nothing to worry yeah. about. That's it. That is it. So, cheers. Yeah, cheers. I'm excited. I love. I love a good pilsner. 
And that is excellent. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the Pilsner last time we were here. No. We went straight with the IPAs. And uh, I mean, we did the, we did the Eureka. Um, the I think we probably did the Shark Attack. I remember I did the Beech Nut because I like brown. Okay. And that's the reason why I tried your brown that day, if I remember correctly, is because if you're not here, I'm going to try your brown. Because that is usually 80%, 85% of the time, the first kit that you buy when you're home brewing is the brown <laughs> to see you go that was the worst brown ever to say all right is this the best brown ever now but um this is great that brown ale was actually the base beer that we brewed for the central florida top brewers festival mm. and we later treated half of that with jalapenos that's and, right um that is um, right guava you did you i here you go you didn't miss much that day you missed everything that day right. um I was very good. I was on my best behavior. <laughs> I still hear that I can't believe I didn't get drunk. But um, I think we made it fun as how rainy it was. I stood in the rain with a microphone oh. in my hand for at least, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> it, was, it was pretty intense. But uh, I, I host it every year. I will host that every year because it's awesome. It was such a good time. And I was so sad I didn't get to meet you that day. Yeah. But I met your wife then. Is that true? No, that was no? Caroline. You met okay. Caroline. Oh, I so met Caroline. Yeah, met okay, Caroline yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right. husband, John. That's okay. John and they were, were so rad. Yeah, they were so cool nice. We, we hauled ass to that tent. We were like, oh, New Samuna. Yeah. And so we ran over there. Actually, you, Paul was having fun. I remember we met up, though, and he was like, how's it going over there? I was like, have you tried this yet? That beer was fantastic. We called it the Guapano. The Guapano. It's the Guava Jalapeno. Oh, it was good. It was good. ABV on this guy. I'm the trying Pilsner, to look. I'm I believe cheating. No, yeah, you're right. Yep, 5.5. A little higher for a Pilsner. It is. Yeah. Now, why is that a little higher? Why? Um, What's giving me that 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 higher? Just a little bit more malt. You know, I wanted a little bit more character to it. Um, It attenuated slightly more than I had expected. Uh, We don't. You know, it's a beer I brew once a year, and every year I tweak it a little bit. Okay. Um, So it attenuated slightly more. Usually, we shoot for 5.3 to 5.2. So it came slightly higher. But I mean, for a day after the beach come in you can you know the pilsner is just kind of a thirst quencher when it comes to the i mean you want to to know me is always like give him a pilsner give him give him the hefeweizen give him give him the pale ale that's but it it is there is such flavor in here Uh so we use all german malt yeah it's good that is really good so man be proud of that one because i that's it this is especially right now where we are so if anybody's listening live uh live if anybody's listening at the moment, like within the next few weeks, this is your summertime beer. Yep. This really is. And you're yeah. on the water. So I love that. Love that. Um, all right. So as you're, as you're opening up the brewery, uh, you're here in New Smyrna. Yep. What was it like opening up? What, what, what were the first few months like? Was it a lot of the locals or were you meeting a lot of maybe just the tourists coming in? What was Man, it? You're digging deep because that's uh, that, the first three years of the brewery has been a blur. <laughs> absolute blur it was okay. sleep right. deprivation Shit, uh, true tons of energy though i've never been so motivated in my life and so like it's not hard to get up and go to work yeah i, I don't work I, I hang around a brewery make beer yeah and, and meet awesome people so i would say the first this first probably month that we were open at the old location it was mostly locals um we had just started our social media campaign we've never really advertised 
Right. So it took a little bit longer for the tourists to get in, in, in touch with us. But I would say the first month was hardcore locals that were just pumped that have been hearing the hype about yeah. this opening, you know? And does Canal um, give you enough uh, foot traffic to come in or plenty. people just kind of walking and going, yeah. well, this is happening. Yeah. What we, is we, this we, happening? You know, with all of the really good restaurants that surround us, they really bring in a lot of people. There you go. Um, and a lot of people, you know, Flagler Avenue and the beach side can only hold so many people. And on yeah. the weekends when traffic's backed up, people are like, let's check out this street. Let's see what's Good. going on here. Yeah. There's a lot of events that happen here. Um, a lot of really cool art events. We have images, art fiesta. Those I want to say, is it that building or maybe it's another street over? You have an arts yeah, and art two. building. So right we've got the hub right here on yeah, the corner. That's the one I saw. Directly across from us. And then there's yeah. Arts on Douglas, which okay, is that's another it. phenomenal arts on Douglas, I saw. Um, yeah. um, place there. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other businesses here that help bring in the foot traffic. And that just answered my yeah. my question right there to people just trying to come in yeah. right now as we're recording. <laughs> so, look, we locked the doors at 5 p.m. No, I think everybody by now knows we record first thing in the morning. And there's the locals walking by right there. I love his hat right <laughs> over there. <laughs> I think it's so awesome. Uh, and then I think that being here in a town like this, are your beers on tap? at any of these restaurants or is there, yes. or is it here? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. we distribute two of our beers. We distribute our shark attack IPA mm-hmm. and our feeding frenzy Irish red. And part of the reason why we do that is that our, that's our advertising campaign, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people do go straight to beachside and go to those restaurants. Yeah. So we've kind of strategically placed our beer at those restaurants. You have to. So when you go in there and you say, I want something local, there's nothing more local than New Smyrna Beach Brewing Company's That's beer. True. A lot of my friends own those restaurants, so I mean they're, <laughs> they're up there go. hustling it, so it's a win-win. So, <laughs> That's awesome. but distribution is not our our um, our main deal. Like we probably do 90% of our beers through the tap room, and, and, and that's always been our goal. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. and it, I think that fits with with uh, being. Now I'm not gonna say the only brewery in in 10 mile radius. But I would say maybe in, in a five-mile radius, are you the only brewery around no, here? No, actually, um, there's one that just opened up a mile west of us okay. on 44. They were a chain of, um, like, they're called the Half Wall. Mm-hmm. So they were a chain. They have, like, 70 different taps. Okay. Um, they recently opened a brewery in their location on 44. And it's um, smaller. It's Their location's very large. I mean, uh, as in their brewery. Oh, their I brewery. guess they're making beers. Um, yeah, they have a seven-barrel system in there. I'm oh, not sure if that's mind. up and going. I okay. think they're on a two-barrel system okay. right now, okay. getting up and going. Um, but but they're going, so they're a mile west of us. And that never and hurts, though. No, honestly, it no, not at and all. And then there's another brewery that's supposed to open up probably next year, um, just over the railroad tracks, literally okay. probably a half mile away. Mm-hmm. And uh, a distillery is also opening up right near where Halfwall is. Well, I think, honestly, people will see how well a distillery does of a St. Augustine. But that's historic. Oh, yeah. But honestly, I'm shocked that it's taking this long for someone to say, okay, we need to get more distilleries up and down this East Coast based on St. Augustine being historic and people want more distilleries. And I, I, I love... This area, though, and I, I, I think a community of brewers are going to help out a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, I do know there is a good portion of the East Coast that, doing my research, that you have within a like an hour and forty-five minute drive, you have seventeen, eighteen breweries yeah. from as north as you could go to yeah. where the tip before you get into to St. Augustine, all the way down to Melbourne, yeah. and that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Well, we got Tomoka just to our north in Port Orange, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Daytona Beach Brewing Company, Ormond yeah. Brewing Company, mm-hmm. and then a little bit further in Ormond, you've got a Beachside Group Pub. So, I mean, there's quite a few. Unfortunately, the next one south is going to be Playa Linda. Yeah. So, that's about a 
40-ish minute drive from here, mm-hmm. which still isn't bad. It's not a bad drive, uh, no. it's, it's a scenic drive on US-1, and then uh, after further to the west, you know, the next one's going to be Persimmon Hall. Yeah, and if you keep going down after Playa Linda, I mean, it is great beer. Oh, yeah. And it, what's crazy is it's not like you're getting the, all right, we just open a brewery to open a brewery, and let's just make it traffic coming in and just sell, 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 sell. No, I mean, honestly, the next brewery south is Ron Rake. Yeah. We're talking Ron Rake. Yeah. This isn't just like you're you're just hey it's some guy who decided to open up a, a brewery. No, you're getting two locations of Playa Linda now, and it's awesome. It is awesome beer, and then even going up this way, uh, great beer, great yeah. things are happening. So, and I, I'm glad you're here because your beers are good, they're Thank great, you. and we're going into the next one. Uh, let's let's IPA it. We should IPA it. All should right. I? Shark bite, uh, the shark bite, shark or? attack, shark IPA. attack. Yeah, because New Smyrna Beach is the shark bite capital of the world. That's it. You'll, you'll get <laughs> bit, but you'll survive. Uh, so that's why we. Uh, have do you the think there's a? IPA. Do you think there's a, a better uh, bite than than? Oh, I don't want to put that out there. Someone's going to listen <laughs> to this and be like, "Hey, look, all right, somebody." But okay, so a shark attack. Mm-hmm. Smells great. Oh, we've had this one already. So this is gonna be like a grapefruity kind of citrusy mm-hmm. beer. A little bit, still got a little bit of a malt backbone. Um, yeah. And at seven point four percent, it'll yes. <laughs> it'll get you. It's yeah, it is such a good beer. That's a it local is favorite. Such a good beer. And then everyone that comes in, I mean, mm. part of our thing, like our shirt back of our shirts, say, "I survived a shark attack." I good in New Smyrna Beach. I so love it. Kind of plays with our tourism there. It smells good. The grapefruit. I mean, I love that tank. I love having that right here. It, it is that you just want to taste like when you have a wine you want it to hit right here on the um you know your palate loves it this is great this is a florida ipa yeah. hands down florida ipa perfect place to have that too that was so. the first ipa i ever brewed yeah okay I mean, the recipe's tweaked but yeah but basically the, the hops are the same hops that i use and I what, what, what hops are in here so we bitter with magnum Okay. And then all Holy of our late cow. editions, all of our late edition hops are, um, we use Cascade, Chinook, and Amarillo. And then we do uh, a, I was going to say there's Amarillo in here. Yeah. Um, my two beers that I've made so far with breweries. Uh, so I will say 1010 thank you and, and uh, Black Cauldron thank you. Uh, we have done Amarillo and yeah. it is one of my favorites. Yes. And the Cascade in there, bringing, bringing that Northwest in there is, uh, God, it's great. It was a really good beer. It is drinkable fast, though. Like, I'll be honest It'll with you. Catch up yeah, right. <laughs> when, when we are now in the heat, you will drink this quick. But um, hey, if you're doing about an hour, two hours on the beach, okay. take it with you. If you're doing about four or five, if you're spending the day at the beach, enjoy Hefenweizen or the yeah. Pilsner. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to get into the the double IPA then. And well, we'll get into that one. We'll get we'll definitely get into that one. So. The only research that I have done when it has come down to New Smyrna, besides, and I try to do my research as much as possible, but this is a city that I was excited for you to talk about, and you did, and I think it's fantastic that you know so much about it. The fact that you went to high school here, uh, did you skip college altogether and just go straight into sales, or did you stay here to go to... No, so um, actually, when I was in my junior year of high school, our, um, our school offered a dual enrollment program. So okay. while I did half of my day in high school, and then I would go to our south campus of, at the time, Daytona Beach Community College, which okay. is uh, about five miles south of here. So I would half high school, and then i do part college tuition. So it was actually so all smart. paid for getting Holy college sh- credit while in high school. So I did that my junior and senior year. Um, and then when I graduated, 
high school, I did about two more years at our community college and we had the Bright Futures Scholarship and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my <laughs> life. And uh, I took everything from welding, and this is what's helped me start a brewery. I took everything from accounting, welding, first responders, um, mm. small business management. I took every class I could possibly take until I got a letter from the Bright Future Scholarship saying, you've maxed out your tuition <laughs> <laughs> acceptance. That's so cool. And, and I mean, it's, it was 100% paid for. <laughs> yeah. My parents were pumped that, that I was going to school and doing all that. I was a little lost in the direction. Mm -hmm but it really helped me later in life. Uh, and at that time, I was building surfboards. Um, for my, I had my own brand and I worked for three other brands while I was doing that. And so then, funny. Yeah, and so I, uh, I went to get my um, AA, went to my counselor and my senior, or my graduating dues were something like 480 bucks. I didn't have the money, so I was like, well, uh, all right, I'll work through the summer. Took a job working out in Moab, Utah, doing motorcycle tours. Okay. And came back and never paid my dues, never graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and never went on to any other um, accredited college. So I, I guess you could say I never graduated college. Uh, but what I learned there and just in life really helped me start That's the brewery. That's what with matters Accounting most. and yep. the welding. Because uh, we've done, we especially at the old location, we built a lot of the equipment that we used. Um, so that, that paid off. Yeah. As I did my research, uh, nobody, not many people in bands are from here. No. Uh, so let's get into a little bit about music, because I am going to mention the one man that I adore. I put on a pedestal. I was him for Halloween when I met my wife. The night I met my wife, <laughs> I, was, I was him for Halloween. So um, what kind of music do you listen to while you're brewing? I don't really listen to a lot of music. What do you do? Oh, what do you do when you're brewing? What, um, what is your, what so, makes this beer? Yeah, this I really kind of enjoy um, quiet, quiet time. So I'm, I'm around a lot of people a lot of the time. Uh, when the bar is open, there's a lot of music. Sure. And it's, yeah, a, it's a lot. And, and brewing is kind of like, it's, it's my time to be by myself and do what I love. Yeah, okay, so I kind of yeah. enjoy I mean, I do listen to some music every once in a while, especially when Caroline's back there working. She's cranking the tunes. Yeah. She's broadened my, my music, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, what I listen to. She, How old is she? Always, How old is she's Caroline? She's 25. Okay, so yeah, she's so listening very more what's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, man, I love it. She knows all the bands, all the musicians. I got shit last that night that I fast-forward Mumford & Sons on Saturday Night Live. Okay, I just got shit from you. I was listening to, I was watching, I guess, season 38, and Jillian's like, they're just strumming along, and I'm going, I'm okay. Yeah. And Jillian's like, are you insane? You didn't even give him a chance. I'm like, I gave him a chance. I gave him a chance. I gave him a chance. And yeah. she's like, baby. And I was like, okay. So I started playing it more, and I'm like, let's go to Weekend Update. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I did not give Mumford & Sons a chance, and I, I got yelled at. Not yelled at. She just, oh, she was not having it. She was just like, see, this is why people, when it comes to music and you, and I'm like, ah, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I, music is what thrives on this podcast, too, which I, I love. Our last episode that, that's behind this is my album of last year, my favorite album of last year and one of the most important albums of the decade, uh, is a band called Gang of Use. They have an album called yeah. Go Farther in Lightness. I was able to sit down with them in Portland, Oregon a few weeks ago, really? and we launched that episode last week, and That's it's just cool. like, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, this, 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 is, this is great. So we always have to talk about music. Let's talk about painting, because when I did my research, Bob Ross 
is technically the only guy that I know of that was born in New Smyrna, Bob Ross. So uh, I actually did not know. Did, I was Bob wondering Ross. if you would. And I mean, this the is mu- <laughs> the museum's right next door. And I've been through there a couple of really? times. Is it really? It is. Oh, I'm done. We're going. That's it. I'm wearing the T-shirt. I am fanboying. I'm buying the Afro wig. I mean, we're on, in. On Beachside, they used to have a Bob Ross um, art art classroom, and you could take classes and buy art supplies. And oh, I did. Shit. I did not know that Bob Ross was born in New Smyrna. So that was I, wild. I was him for Halloween. <laughs> In a lost jumpsuit, in a Dharma jumpsuit from the show Lost. And I was actually with watercolors painting people that night when Happy I met trees. Jillian. Happy, Happy trees. It was actually, I don't even know what I was drawing, like painting, <laughs> drawing. Bob Ross is looking down going, are you serious? Drawing? Asshole. That but uh, yeah, Bob Ross is from here. So we're, we are making a Bob Ross beer. Just let me know when. I will. Awesome. I will dress up like it. As if that's a shock. As if that's a shock to you. But uh, yeah, we are going to do a Bob Ross beer because I think we have to. I'm inviting myself into your brewery. I mean, I will just, I will hang out right there by, by the barrels going, whenever you need me, I'll be like, yeah. I'll, I'll help, I'll help. We'll and you go, All right, we'll all right, just get him, get him in here. I will work. Sounds Every brewery good. has known. They're like, yeah. Uh, right? And then each can, I'm, I'm, now you're canning. You didn't even know that. Yeah. You don't have a canning line. I'm bringing that in next. There's a moving truck coming in right now. You didn't even know. We ordered that. And everyone's going to have a little afro. Every little, uh... okay, so let's let's go on to the the Hef. Yeah. Yeah. Summerstorm yeah. Hefeweizen. So um, a restaurant in town, Outriggers Tiki Bar and Grill, they host oh. a uh, little craft beer and art festival once a year. And the first year that they did it, um, I wanted to take one of their signature cocktails and make it into a beer version. Okay. So they have the Summer Storm. Uh, I think it's just called the Summer Storm over there. But anyways, okay. it's a cocktail that's got ginger and lime in it. And I, I forget I the bitters and I forget um, what, what alcohol they use in there. But basically, I wanted to recreate that as a beer. So we have a summer storm Hefeweizen that's brewed with ginger root and lime. Yeah, you definitely um, smell that. So it's, I was like, what is on the nose on a Hefeweizen? Yeah, it's All right. 4.2%. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty crushable. Yeah, it is. Um, with that, with the, that I love the ginger. I really love the ginger. And so that was a, that was supposed to be a one-off, but our oh, locals there. and tourists love it. So we, we keep it going. Once a year, we brew that in the summer. Oh, the hottest in parts of the month. Yeah, so that'll be on tap. Oh, my God. You know, when you... So when I think of a 4.2, I just think of maybe maybe my saliva and taking ginger at a sushi restaurant, just placing it on my palate. That is kind of what I'm feeling right now is oh, that yeah. it's so light that I feel like that ginger is just on the yeah. palate. The lime, lime which subtle. yeah, Lime's and it subtle. is yeah. same way that I feel that Hidden Springs does with the with the riot juice that it's subtle. But it, there's something about lime that is very smart when brewers get lime. That it really takes the flavor and boosts it completely. This is a Hefeweizen that is going to completely take the usual, like the people, the foot traffic coming in and go, okay, yeah, let's have two more before dinner. Because now I want (laughs) to, we were going to go to Applebee's for dinner. Not anymore. We want to find a sushi restaurant or we want to find Mexican, something that's mom and pop. This is awesome. That would pair so awesome. well with sushi. Oh, this so is awesome. Well. This is incredible. And right now my wife's like, first of all, yes, you were Bob Ross. Second of all, what was <laughs> Mumford and Sons, screw you. And third, you hate ginger. Mm-hmm. It's amazing but what... I use my palate to talk. 
Like I really do, and it is very forward. It is very. This is this is brilliant. This really is. Thanks. It's brilliant. Oh, and you were gonna say. I was gonna say, you know, a lot of ingredients that you don't normally like. Sometimes you put it in beer, and you're like, wow, this is. See, I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. A coffee stout, love it. Yeah. Yeah, and who do you use as your? Uh, so I want to give a shout out to our our coffee roasters as we yeah. should. Island who do you roasters. use? Island roasters, Island roasters. and they're, they're here, one mile east of us. Perfect. Yep, they roast all of their organic beans there. That's awesome. So they're really good people. Phenomenal coffee, from what I hear. I don't drink their coffee. <laughs> right. Caroline though, she that's loves true. their coffee. Okay, good, good. Uh, I mean, every, they sell their coffee around a lot of places around here. But yeah, we use their coffee for our coffee stout and some of our other beers. All right, I am going to go into the dipper. I am going to try Short the day. Eureka. Uh, as I always grab the, the last beer, we start to round third. And for being four and a half years, usually I'm not used to this. Usually I'm going, all right, it's your first, second year. What do you expect? Yeah. You're very comfortable in what you're doing. Yes. We already mentioned distribution is not going to be, 90% is the tap room. Mm -hmm. uh, but what is this summer going into maybe the end of the year 2019? What are right. you expecting? So we're just going to continue to work on some new recipes and okay. really we want to give our tap room a lot of the newest beers that we can possibly do. We have a lot of regulars that are excited about new beers. I want to challenge myself. So that's why we started Good. doing sours. Um, I want to, I've never brewed a Dunkel. So that's one of my goals is actually next month to brew a Dunkel yes. uh, for going into Oktoberfest. That's um, right. I want to work on a lot more seasonal beers. Uh, we had really focused a lot on our cores. Mm -hmm. because it you know running a business you kind of have to have that core and did you beers. feel you had to because it's just it's only you it is only you yeah. did you feel like look if i could keep doing this for a while and keep everybody keeps drinking it i'll be okay i will sleep at night are you at a point right now where you're going all right i can't keep doing the same thing over i right. want to is yes. that why that's yeah, and it's I've, smart i've become kind of complacent with some of the beers that we brew and that's not fun that's not why i started brewing I want to continue to do new, new, do new things. I mean, yeah, we're going to keep cores on, but I really want to work, start working on some new styles um, and really throwing in new ingredients into our beer and, and come up with some new stuff. How so, long How long have you been doing the Eureka? So that actually, that beer we brewed with Alan from Daytona Beach Brewing mm. Company. Um, that was That's a collaboration kind of we did, really I believe, cool. two years ago for the Deland Craft Beer Festival. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. And we released it and part of Volusia Beer Week. So okay. we each released it at our tap rooms. Um, and that became, that actually outsold our original double IPA, which was the NSB OG. Okay. Um, so that replaced it. And I so, love the OG. Yeah. That's awesome. This is excellent. Uh, excellent. I loved it the first time I had it when we were here, and I'm still loving it now. Uh, ABV on this? 9.4. Yep. So don't drink all of yours, so young that, man. Uh, it doesn't drink like 9.4 <laughs> no, either. Hell no, it's, it does not. Because I was like, yeah. It's juicy <laughs> and it, it goes down really easy. And uh, what are we what are we putting in this? What are you guys putting in this beer? What do you what do you have in here? Uh, so basically, the the hop forwardness is coming from Eureka. Um, okay. Tons and tons of Eureka, a little bit of Centennial. Yes. And a splash of Cascade, just to kind of. Uh, dilute the Eureka to make yeah. it affordable. <laughs> yes. No, but honestly, uh, Cascade, man. Dude, can't go wrong with it. You can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Old school. Love it. Hop. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I really appreciate the time because I, I was really excited about this. I know we've been kind of back and forth for two months yeah. now, uh, ever since that Paul and I stepped in here to kind of really go over some more stuff that I can't wait to talk to you about uh, that we get to announce in a month, in a few months, but uh, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing. 
Uh, it's a beautiful place. Honestly, everybody, everybody, please come in here because it is, it really is a cool city. It just a, if you need a laid back, chill day, I feel New Smyrna has oh, that. Yeah. yeah, you really Definitely. do. I know nothing about surfing. That seems kind of stressful to me. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, I've spent Saturday, Sunday, where are we now? Thursday. So I've spent the last five days talking about building surfboards. Right on. So this is weird. Isn't this that's freaking weird? And uh, I think that's great that you built them. You need to meet Tobias. So we need to bring Tobias. Definitely. He is our surfboard uh, builder. Right on. Uh, he's the one that also know. he worked with, am I saying it wrong, Pelly? Peely? Kelly, yeah, Kelly, yeah, he worked with them, so he's right he's designed some of their uh, surfboards cool. with them. So uh, I gotta say, Christopher, Christopher or Chris, what do you like to do? Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Cheers, man. Thank you. Right. Thank you Thanks so much. Coming, All right, it. of course. All right, I'm gonna do my outro because uh, the World Cup's on, so I gotta find a, a good 15 minutes during the the half to do it. So uh, all right, we'll talk soon. All right, that was great. That was great. That was great. That was so cool. Uh, Chris is awesome. Awesome. Awesome dude. Like I said, we didn't get to meet him last time we were there. So huge thank you to everyone that was there be before that. And we got to, uh, we met some of the crew. We were very lucky to meet Caroline, her husband, when we did the Top Brewers Festival, uh, Central Florida Top Brewers Festival that Bowegans puts on. Um, just happened about a month, a month and a half ago. And it was really funny because it did downpour. It rained so bad on us that day. But still, every brewer that was there that day, uh, a lot of our fans, a lot of our friends that were there said we kicked ass to host that. And we made it more fun than ever. And uh, and honestly, that birthed some of the reason why we're doing a Patreon that we have right now. Because we are going to be doing some how-tos in the beer culture. And it's nothing, we're getting preachy. It's fun. It's And it's, and it's important. Things of why... We should watch what we do on Untapped and how we festival and how we do this and that. So uh, we are recording these very soon. So again, in the intro, you honestly heard that we have a Patreon going on. So look into that. This is going to help us do that. But back to Chris Coyle because he's very important in this uh, community of New Smyrna because he's the brewery. And he did mention there are things going on around craft beer that's happening in New Smyrna. But this is going to be the primary spot. This is going to be where you... If you need to go to New Smyrna for a beer, you're going to New Smyrna Brewing. And from there, you might just venture out. We were able to go to Yellow Dog Eats right next door for lunch and great Florida craft beer that's going on right there at Yellow Dog Eats. So thank you to them because it was a great damn, uh, those tacos were so damn good. Um, I like uh, Chris and I were talking after and kind of getting to know the uh, his beers more too. And he kind of said he was the Disney World of breweries. And I, I get what he's saying. I really do when he says it. It's not meaning that he's looking to buy all of New Smyrna and put interesting rides there. And he's not going to have a mouse being his mascot. But he's just saying that it, it's just I, I, he does a lot more with the beer. He has a lot more fun with it. And I think that's true. Uh, the Hefeweizen that we had, that that ginger front and that lime, it's 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 a Hefeweizen. It is. You're drinking a Hef, guys. It is. It is. But if you are not a ginger fan, as I, I can't, I can't put that on my palate. I really try not to. There is something going on when all these components are together. And beer is teaching us so much more of that, that it doesn't just mean that you are tasting that ginger hell no that that corny taste and that and, and it's just it is a beautiful beautiful beer the coriander doesn't 
have to mean you're drinking a, a Hefeweizen. He has a beer that I thought was awesome. It's called uh, That Hoppy Beer, and it's an IPA, obviously. It's that, and it is just a base beer that stays the same, but he will change the hop to kind of show you how important these hops profiles are. So you could still have that same base beer that he makes each time, but this time, probably first one was the Cascade, right? But then maybe he's gonna put Equinox in there, Amarillo in there, uh, try it with Citra. Different ones, Magnum. It is so cool what he is doing, just expanding the mind. Expanding the mind and doing that. And I think he's awesome. I love this place and it is really from Orlando. It will only be about an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Tampa, you're looking at maybe a two hour drive. And I gotta be honest, guys, enjoy the water, enjoy that park close by. Just enjoy the walk down Canal Street and have a good lunch there. It's it's something worth trying. And in Jacksonville, same thing with you guys and Melbourne down the coast, drive up the coast. It's it's a beautiful drive. Why not drive up and down that coast, guys? Um, we'll tell you why in a few weeks. So I got to give my love over there. Uh, thank you, Chris, to his wife, Sarah. Uh, you guys are rad. Uh, Caroline, kicking ass over there. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, guys, try it out. Head out there. I need to do some thank yous because, like I said, we have a Patreon going on. And at the end of every episode, if you are donating to the $10 and higher, that means you are definitely making us go further, go farther, and go better. Uh, Chris Davis, I cannot even express the love for you and, and what you've brought to the table with what else a year ago all the way to right now. I can't wait to tell you what festivals first, but you are going to be there right by our side. Jocelyn Valdiva in Arizona, in Arizona. That is so rad. Thank you. Thank you. Cameron, Cameron Henson, you are our bud. You are part of the team. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Joey Nix, you're the best. Uh, we love you, buddy. Andy McGee, dude, thank you, man. Kyle Marshall, Sarah Hope Williams, you guys are our heroes. Thank you so much. We love you. Uh, you know this episode's done. Uh, we are going We're going down a little. Well, I don't want to give it away. But uh, <laughs> just... Keep up with the Patreon and you're going to find out more. Uh, the first episode, our first content, exclusive content is up, so go check it out. We're talking more about Florida hops. And then we have a video. Uh, we have a video segment that's being edited right now. So thank you to Andy for that one as well. So, guys, I'm out of here. Peace.